Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Thank you so much for being with us tonight as we join four guests for GMAC Insider tonight. We've got a great lineup and a very big basketball game everybody's looking forward to that'll take place this week. And we've got two folks involved in that who will be with us tonight. And we're also going to talk a little indoor track and field as the GNAC Indoor Track and Field Championships are coming up just a couple of weeks away. And the big softball tournament. Uh, got underway in Las Vegas over the weekend, and we're going to talk about that with the tournament's host, Montana State Buildings head softball coach Lisa Allen will join us. But before we welcome anybody else to the show, let's start, as we always do, by welcoming Evan O'Kelly. Hi, Evan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Kevin? Good. Hey, you went down to Las Vegas, didn't you, for that uh, softball tournament? I did indeed. I just uh, flew back into Portland yesterday and uh, had a great time down there. Tell me about it. Well, I was down there helping out uh, score a couple games, um, got to see uh, some of the GNAC teams down there participating, and got to meet some of the great staff over at MSUB that worked so hard to put on um, just a great event, and it was just a really fun time all around. 32 teams, that's a big tournament. Yeah, 32 teams, 80 games in three days, and you know it's the fifth year that they've done it, and I was hearing from them firsthand that it keeps getting better every year. Well, we look forward to hearing more about that with Lisa Allen. Uh, she'll join us here in a little bit. Uh, so, Evan, I'm going to catch up with you a little bit later in the show. Thank you so much for lining up the guests, as you do every week, and we'll talk to you a bit later. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Evan. So, uh, let me tell you about the show tonight. Ryan Looney is with us first off. Now, he joined us right before the basketball season started. And at that time, Seattle Pacific, you might remember, was ranked number one in the country by the Sporting News. And I'll tell you what, they're hot right now. The biggest win so far of their season was against Western Washington. It broke Western Washington's home court winning streak, and they play Western Washington this week. So that's the game that I'm telling you about. And later on in the show, we're going to have Richard Woodworth join us, Western Washington men's basketball player. So we'll get both perspectives on the big game coming up. Also, as I mentioned, Lisa Allen, Montana State Building's softball head coach, will join us. And the fourth guest, actually come up third chronologically, will be John Spatz, Northwest Nazarene track and field head coach, to talk to us about the GNAC Indoor Track and Field Championships, which will be coming up very soon. But without further ado, let's welcome Ryan Looney, head men's basketball coach of Seattle Pacific, with us tonight on GNAC Insider. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So I remember that conversation we had right before the season started. You kind of downplayed being a preseason number one. I'll tell you what, though, I've got to think you you must be happy with where you've got the team right now. Yeah, we feel good about uh, things. I don't know that we necessarily started exactly um, the way that we wanted. We had uh, a couple injuries to a few key guys. Um, made it kind of hard for us to continue to uh, progress as we as we've gone. But uh, here through January and February, we got everybody uh, healthy and and feel like we're playing as good as we have all year. You know, if you look at your team, I mean, I know it's hard for you to have a perspective, but you got. Well, let's talk about some of the individual players. Uh, one of the folks that that we talked about first time around was David Downs, point guard, guy who can score. Really a good all-around ball player. He's having a great season for you, isn't he? 
Yeah, he is, um, and he's been doing it for a lot of years now. Um, and he's been pretty consistent all year and, and kind of played at the level that we expected him to. One of the guys that you mentioned you were optimistic about uh, last time we talked was Corey Hudson. said you thought he could have a, a breakout year. He's kind of had that, hasn't he? Yeah, he uh, has been our guy that has consistently scored it on the post uh, for us all season, um, and that's what we've needed from him. Patrick Simon uh, is a tough guy, I would think, for a lot of teams to defend. Big guy, but can shoot from the outside, athletic. He's had a heck of a season. Yeah, uh, and a lot of the credit uh, goes to him. He did a nice job in the offseason developing his body. He got a lot stronger, um, gained a little weight. Um, he's always been somebody who's been able to shoot it from the three-point line, which he does as good as anybody uh, in the country, but he's also uh, developed the ability to score it on the block uh, or around the basket, too. Boy, that makes it tough for a, guy, for a team to defend, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if there are a whole lot of players uh, like him um, in our conference, uh, and to be honest, uh, a point in our season um, when we struggled a little bit was when Patrick was out with an injury. Riley Stockton has been a key guy for you defensively, kind of a, a defensive leader on your team. Yeah, he's our glue guy. He does all the little things that don't necessarily show up in a box score, um, and because of it, he's somebody who's hard to take out of the game. He's he's led us in minutes, minutes played for the last two seasons now. So you went into Bellingham almost a month ago. They'd won, I think, 32 in a row at home, 2,000 roaring fans there. And you guys kind of took control of the game early and it seemed to me never really lost control of the game. You had to be pretty proud of your kids that night. Yeah, um, we were. We thought that we had a pretty solid game plan. Um, and to our players' credit, they went out and uh, executed it for 40 minutes. Well, we talked, we talked with uh, David Downs a couple of nights before the game. He talked about your preparation and he, he described you as a, as a a coach that really puts a lot of emphasis on discipline. Tell me how that works for your team. Well, you know what? Um, we think uh, that establishing the right kind of culture uh, in our program um, is the number one thing. Um, we've recruited players that we think that can continue to help uh, build that. Um, so I, I don't know that it's necessarily um, – a ton of discipline. Uh, I think we hold uh, all members uh, of our program, whether it's a, a player or a coach, uh, to a high standard. Um, and our uh, people have done a great job accepting that. So now you've got uh, Western Washington coming into your house. Tell me how you see that game. What adjustments you expect them to make? Well, first of all, I'm going to say that right now we're not looking past Simon Frazier. Um, Very good. I get team, that. They're a team that uh, has played extremely well uh, in their last four games. Um, they've won a couple and, in all reality, lost a couple. That They had uh, chances to win, um, too. So we know that uh, everyone's looking towards that game on Saturday with Western, but we also know that, uh, in all reality, in the conference standings, that game against Simon Frazier means just as much. That's a good point. I'm glad you you uh, brought me back down to earth, and I'm sure you're doing that with your players, too, making sure everybody doesn't forget about Simon Fraser. But I'm still going to yes, ask you about, uh, about the Vikings. What, do you, what, do you expect, how, what kind of adjustments do you expect them to make? 
You know what? Um, we've played them a ton of times over the last uh, few years now. Um, obviously the one this year, but uh, played each other twice in the regular season and multiple times in the postseason as well, uh, the two years prior to this. And you know what? They do what they do very well. We do what we do very well. Um, I don't expect necessarily um, a ton of changes. We just need to do what we do every day better than they do what they do. That makes sense. I want to ask you about a gentleman that we're going to have on the show a little bit later, uh, one of their players, Richard Woodworth. Tell me about him. He's an elite player in our conference. Um, for years now, he's been making big plays uh, for their team in, in crucial times. Um, we know that when we get to that game uh, with him on Saturday, uh, that's going to be a, a huge uh, matchup for us. Well, Coach, I appreciate your taking time to be with us. I know you're looking ahead to Thursday night first. Simon Fraser, it is Thursday, right? It is, yes, correct. Yep, Thursday, Simon Fraser, and then Saturday against Western Washington. Thank you for being with us, and I hope you have a successful week. Thanks, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ryan Looney, the head men's basketball coach at Seattle Pacific University. You know... I, I, I feel the discipline. You know, he, he says he doesn't, and I'm, I'm sure that's probably not a great recruiting thing to say he's got a discipline program, but I'd want my kid to go to a discipline program, I'll tell you that. But um, you can, he's so measured in what he says, and he's not looking past Simon Fraser, which is what a winning coach does. They don't look past anybody. So Thursday night is where he's got his head, and that's where it should be. Now let's see what's happening around the GNAC. In Ellensburg, the Central Washington softball team was named GNAC Team of the Week after going 5-0 at the Desert Stinger Tournament in Las Vegas last weekend. The five victories to begin the season for Central Washington marks the best start in program history. In Seattle, the Seattle Pacific men's basketball team climbed four spots to number 15 in the latest Top 25 poll. In Bellingham, the Western Washington men's basketball team broke back into the top 25 and is now ranked number 24. In Billings, the Montana State Billings women's basketball team remained in first place in the GNAC standings with a 74-59 win over Seattle Pacific on Saturday. Montana State Billings has now won eight games in a row and is a perfect 11-0 at home this season. And all of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending February 9th can be found at GNACsports.com. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. The University of Alaska Fairbanks. People come here from all over the world in search of something extraordinary. What they find is the ultimate true-to-life learning experience, where scientists find a never-ending data pool in every direction, where artists have no want for inspiration, where seekers become scholars, and discoveries are made in the here and now. The possibility of greatness is closer than you think. The University of Alaska Fairbanks, naturally inspiring. Softball season is underway, and it's underway in a big way for Montana State Billings as they hosted the 5th Annual Desert Stinger Softball Tournament. 32 teams, 80 games, as Evan told us about. He was down there to witness it. 
and also down there to kind of uh, oversee some things and also oversee your team, most especially Lisa Allen, Montana State Billings softball head coach is with us. Coach Allen, thanks for being on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. So it sounds like you had a successful tournament down there, but it sounds like it could have been a really successful tournament. You lost a couple of heartbreakers. Yeah, you know, uh, we had a really long week. We had a couple of uh, double headers before the tournament. We played Dixie State down in St. George, and uh, then we played Hawaii Hilo at Majestic Park before the tournament. And uh, at the tournament, we had some really tough competition with uh, Humboldt State and Augustana and Dominguez Hills. And, you know, we're glad with how our girls perform because we know those are teams that we're going to see in the postseason. So it gave us a lot to work on until that time. So we kind of know what we're going to be facing then. That makes sense. A heartbreaker, you lose a game on a walk-off home run against uh, uh, Augustana. And the other uh, team, Humboldt State, ranked fourth in the country, and, and you were very competitive in that game. So you've got to feel pretty good about the team, I would think. Yeah, you know, the Humboldt State game, uh, we had our senior pitcher, Amanda Todd, go after it. Um, she's been kind of wanting to face Humboldt State again ever since her uh, freshman year, because her freshman year she gave up a grand slam in the bottom of the seventh to let them win, and uh, they took the lead and won the game then. And So she's been wanting Humboldt State ever since then, and we knew she'd be ready for that game. And, you know, we may have lost four to three, but I think it was it says a lot about her and the team that we held them to four runs. Uh, that was the least amount of runs they scored all weekend, and they only hit one home run. So I think I think that's really positive for our team. Um, and then with the Augustana game, you know, we played really well. We got some hits. We just didn't get the clutch hit to get the runs in, and we held them all the way through the seventh. And um, the pitch that the girl hit was a pretty difficult pitch to hit. It was up at her shoulders and inside, and somehow she just got opened up and it went over the fence. But we were really proud of how our girls played, especially not having been on dirt yet. And they just did a great job. It sounds like pitching and defense has been real strong for your team. Yeah, you know, they've been doing really good. Our our pitchers have uh, been pitching live since January 10th, right when we got them back on campus. We told them they were going live the first day, and uh, they went live every single day since then. And so they got really comfortable pitching to our batters, and our batters got really comfortable in the box. Um, we were really pleased to see how we did defensively because we weren't really sure since we hadn't been on dirt all you know winter. They hadn't seen the dirt since October. Um, so we were really pleased with how the girls did defensively so um overall just a great week for our team playing on dirt you got to get some bad hops here and there is that kind of what you're talking about yeah you know um in the gym the ball you know you get just nicer hops on the gym they're more you know smooth and straight on and you don't really get the bad hops and um on the dirt you know after people have been running and so many people are playing on it you don't always get such great hops and some dirt isn't as level and uh, so just getting comfortable with that, you know, we had some issues when we played Dixie State of getting used to the speed of the ball because in indoors the ball travels a little bit quicker. Um, but on the dirt, if it's hit soft enough, it'll really die down. And we got burned on that a couple times of just not reading how slow the ball was traveling, and we tried to go for the lead runner. But since they get to lead when the ball is released, we um, we just weren't able to get the lead runner at those times, so we, we uh, lost a couple outs that way by just not reading how ball, hard the ball came off the bat and how slow it was traveling in the dirt. That sounds like the adjustments are being made. Let me ask you about a couple of different players. Aubrey Canseco. Yeah, Aubrey's um, a junior this year. Uh, you know, she really had an awesome sophomore year. She didn't get to play as much as a freshman because we had Jenna Van Eichern on the team, and uh, she was a senior second baseman, and Aubrey came to us as a 
first baseman outfielder, so uh, she worked really hard to become our second baseman. And um, last year, you know, she was the national uh, toughest person to strike out. She only had one strikeout and 119 at bats, and she's really proud of that, and we're proud of her for that achievement. And uh, she works really hard um, every single day. She's always coming in for extra and, you know, trying to hit off the tee and get as much front toss and get more grounders. And uh, she's just done a really awesome job for us. When you've got a player who's that hard to strike out, are you inclined as a, as a coach to put him in the leadoff spot? Uh, you know, I think we did have her hit in the leadoff a couple times, but uh, more than likely she's been in the number two this year. She's moved to number okay. three. Um, last year we had her in the number two spot just because she, like, loves to bunt. And occasionally I've had to tell her, like, okay, you're really hot at hitting right now. We don't need a bunt. Like, we need to score runs. And, I mean, that's a good thing to have because it, it's hard to find a lot of athletes that are willing to sacrifice themselves to sure. their teammates over. Um, so that's a great attribute that she has uh, for this team, and she does good at that. This year we've moved her down to the number three spot because uh, one of our redshirt freshmen who's a lefty has been moved to the second spot. Um, so we're hoping that Aubrey will get a little bit more chance of getting the RBIs and whatnot because she is a really consistent hitter. Obviously, if she's not striking out a lot, she's getting on base somehow. So um, we're hoping that she'll be hitting in more runs this year down in the three spot. Coach, we've got to move along. I sure appreciate your being with us tonight. I hope we get a chance to talk more softball with you a little bit later in the year. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Lisa Allen the Montana State University Billings women's softball coach. Right now, let's see what's happening this week in the GNAC. In men's basketball, Western Washington's men's team is set for a rematch with Seattle Pacific in a primetime showdown in Seattle at 7.30 Pacific time on Saturday. Seattle Pacific won the first game between the two, 76-60, on January 15th snapping Western Washington's GNAC record 36-game home winning streak. Neither team has lost since the last meeting between the two, with Seattle Pacific's current streak at nine games and Western Washington's at six. In women's basketball, St. Martin's looks to keep its postseason hopes alive with key games against Western Washington and Simon Fraser this weekend. Meanwhile, Northwest Nazarene faces a difficult road trip to Montana State Billings and Seattle Pacific as the hunt for a GNAC tournament bid heats up this week. In track and field, six teams are set to run at the Husky Classic this weekend. The meet will serve as one final tune-up before the GNAC Indoor Championships on February 21st and 22nd in Nampa. In women's golf, Spring season action kicked off this week with three teams competing in the Point Loma Nazarene Super San Diego Championships. In baseball, all five GNAC teams are scheduled for action this weekend with St. Martin's and Montana State Billings each set to make their 2014 season debuts. And be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on news highlights, standings, and more from around the conference. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. 
GNAC Insider will be right back. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and a world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. We're about 10 days away now from one of the biggest track and field events for the uh, GNAC. The Indoor Track and Field Championships take place every year. They have for the last several years in Nampa. Northwest Nazarene hosted the GNAC Indoor Track and Field Championships since 2003-2004. And our guest is John Spatz, who is in his 13th season as Northwest Nazarene's track and field coach. Coach, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the program tonight. Yeah, Kevin. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you. So tell me, uh, we're, like I said, about 10 days away. Uh, have you got a pretty good idea of kind of how things are going to shape up this year competitively? Well, as you know, yeah, the GNAC is one of the strongest track and field conferences uh, in all of Division Two in the country, and the teams, you know, that compete will compete here next week, and um it's just going to be a great track and field event for sure. Got a great venue, and and I think it's just going to be a real dogfight, uh, probably on both sides, the men and the women's, for the the team championship, and then there'll just be some outstanding individual competitions as well within that. That's one of the things that makes track and field so exciting. I think is that you've got the team competition and the individual competition going at the same time. So it's there's always going to be some excitement going on. Oh, man, you know, every kid, you know, from every school is pretty much just laying it down. It's two days of championship track and field, and, uh, you know, there's no there's no third day or fourth day or another weekend. you got what you bring in that weekend, and, you know, so you really got to leave it all on the table. Um, there's really no chance to do it over again. So, it, yeah, it makes for just some great, just for some great sport competition, so really fun. So for folks who haven't been to Nampa and seen the facility, tell us what makes that such a great indoor track and field facility. Well, yeah, it's uh, uh, Boise State owns the track, the 200-meter uh, banked Mondo. So uh, if you think NASCAR, you know, it looks kind of like a NASCAR. There's banked corners and then straightaways that are a little flatter. And that's a 200-meter oval rather than an outdoor 400-meter. So uh, two laps to a 400 and eight laps to a mile. So... Uh, yeah, it's just a great venue, and uh, talk about fan-friendly. I mean, you are right on the edge of the action. There's not a bad seat in the whole house, and uh, it's just up close and personal. So uh, Boise State hosted the NCAA Division One Indoor Championships two years ago on that facility, um, and it's considered one of the top ten indoor track facilities uh, in the nation. So just uh, a great opportunity for the GNAC to be in there again for, I think, about the 11th year um, uh, track and field there. So really looking forward to, to getting going next week. I would think, I think of the Northwest as being one of the top track and field areas in the country, one of the top regions in the country, and that fans might want to come from some distance to come see it. If they want to come, how easy is it to get tickets? Uh, do they just uh, contact the facility? Um, yeah, you know, tickets are available through the GNAC. I know they have online sales um, at GNACsports.com. You look through track and field. They should be able to find a link to purchase tickets there. And then super easy to buy tickets at the door. You know, Boise is one of the easiest towns in the West to fly into. You're 20 minutes from the airport to the facility. Um, great hotels. 
only one freeway, so it's hard to get lost. Um, yeah, tickets at the door are great. A little bit of online stuff early, too, if you want to get it. Um, I'd really encourage people to come and, and see just some great track and field in, in one of the best venues in the country, too, so you can't beat it. Let's talk a little bit about some of the athletes um, on both the men's and the women's side. Natalie Evans, tell me about what you expect uh, from her. Man, you know, this girl has had a phenomenal senior campaign. It's what coaches and athletes dream about, really. She made us the national championships in cross-country um, this year for Division Two, so that was great. Um, one of only four or five kids for us to have run at the national level in cross-country. Um, and then she's just been on fire indoors uh, already, too. Last weekend she PR'd by almost four seconds and ran two minutes and 12 seconds in the 800 meters. Um, and, and qualify well provisional mark for the NCAA national meet later in March. Um, just having a great senior year and couldn't be happier for her. She's a great kid that's worked her rear end off over four years and put herself in a really good position. So we, we expect some good things from her, and I know she's excited to get on the track and mix it up with a great conference. That is exciting. How about Rebar Christie on the men's side? Yeah, you know, Rima is just the real deal. Last year he competed at the Division II Outdoor National Championships uh, in Pueblo and uh, uh, ran pretty good, had a little bit of disappointment there, so it just kind of matured him and experienced him. And, um, you know, he's having a good year, running right at the school record every weekend in the 60-meter dash and running a really good 200 as well. So he's one of the guys for sure that, you know, the rest of the team looks up to and, and he can really uh, really set the temperature for our team, how he runs. And, and he's just a great a great student-athlete for sure. So, yeah, he should he should be right in the mix for maybe a couple of titles and things go his way. It could be a great weekend. Let's shed some light on some of the uh, field athletes. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we're very blessed right now. We've got a, a couple of great pole vaulters in uh, Grayson Kilgore and Ali Silva. Um, they are currently leading the GNAC uh, in the pole vault for both the men and the women. Uh, Allie's a freshman and Grayson's a senior, so <laughs> kind of opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> age-wise. But um, both great vaulters, and, you know, we're really looking for them to uh, vault even higher next weekend. Um, you know, you can be ranked number one going in, but at the end of the day on Saturday, it's where you come out to count. So I think they'll vault higher, and, and we're really excited about their chances to do well. What do you do as a coach? to help calm players down. They've got to be pretty fired up in 10 days. I know you want them to be energized and excited, but, uh, you know, to a certain extent, you kind of want to calm them down a little bit, don't you? Well, yeah, you know, it's like a thoroughbred, so <laughs> you don't want them too amped up in the warm-up and, and or the day before the meet or anything. And so, you know, we really treat, you know, going into GNAC, our routines are the same. You know, we really don't do a lot out, out different. Um, you know, they just they know what's coming. They know it's a big deal. Um, but we just stick to our routines and our practice schedule, and, uh, you know, we don't over-team meeting it or hype them up. And, and you know, the kids that way go in, they know, they know that it's a big deal already. We don't have to do much to remind them and just kind of stick to what we do and, and, and just go out and compete. Then, you know, on that day, then it's game on and, and, and just let it rip and see what happens. That's exciting just hearing you talk about it. Coach, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Hey, Kevin, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you. John Spatz, Northwest Nazarene men's track or men's and women's uh, track coach with the men's or the uh, GNAC track and field indoor championships coming up 
10, you know, 10 or 11 days, it's weekend after this. So we've got Valentine's Day this weekend. It's the weekend after that. And you ought to make plans. I mean, if you like track and field, what a great opportunity to see a great facility and see a lot of great athletes in track and field and great competition. So that sounds like it should be a, a terrific weekend in Nampa. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball. We mentioned earlier Richard Woodworth, WWU men's basketball player, is going to join us here as we're going to get his side of how things shape up against Seattle Pacific in the game coming up this Saturday, coming up next on GMAC Insider. Why choose Western Washington University? Complete your education in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns. Immerse yourself in Western's 160 academic programs. Ranked by U.S. News & World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. Western Washington University. Active minds. Changing lives. And a big uh, day for uh, the team from Bellingham. They're going to be heading to Seattle to play Seattle Pacific. And if you look at the standings, we can, we've talked about why this is such an important game. Uh, the second time the two teams have met. The first time they met, Seattle Pacific won at Bellingham, so this time Western Washington is looking for the victory at Seattle. Right now, Seattle Pacific has a conference record of 11-2. and Western Washington is 10-2. and So you can really see those are the two teams that are right at the top of the competition in men's basketball. Women's basketball, by the way, Montana State Billings is built up now, but I guess you'd call it like a two-game lead. They're 10-2, and Simon Fraser, Western Washington, and St. Martin's. Uh, kind of battling for second place right now. But things can change. And on the men's side, a guy who's trying to make things change a little bit is point guard for WWU men's basketball, Richard Woodworth. Uh, Richard, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Oh, I think we might have lost Richard uh, right as we were going uh, to him on the interview. So this, I give Evan O'Kelly credit because he's booking these guests. They have practice. Coaches have practice. The players have practice. The kids have uh, schoolwork to do. And so uh, sometimes things can happen. Uh, no, it looks like we're not going to be able to do it. So we're going to move forward without that and, and thank all the guests that we did have the opportunity to have tonight and to thank Evan O'Kelly. So, Evan, uh, sorry we couldn't get Richard on the show, but it should be a great game on Saturday. I'll tell you, it was fun hearing Ryan Looney talk about it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always going to be a, a marquee matchup on the men's side. And uh, based on the history, you know, this is set up to be kind of the, the big, one of the biggest games of the year so far. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you could really hardly design, uh, you know, a game. Like you said, they've had a pretty intense rivalry for years now. And, and a lot of veterans, you know, really uh, seniors on both teams, juniors on both teams, uh, they know each other well. I guess there won't be any surprises. It'll just be... Uh, like Coach Looney said, Seattle Pacific doing what they do best and Western Washington doing what they do best. Yeah, you know, I, I think you really nailed it with that. Like you said, uh, these guys know each other. They've been competing um, for the seniors, at least, for the last several years against each other. And and I think the incredible part is neither has lost since the last team they yeah. last time they met. I mean, SPU, obviously, they've won nine in a row in since losing to SPU, Western's won uh, six in a row, so it, it really is a showdown. And, you know, I you probably get tired of hearing me say this, but I just don't think that GNAC gets the respect that it deserves looking at the national rankings because, I mean, everybody knows how, how tough an, uh, a conference it is from a basketball standpoint, and yet 
top to bottom, you've got upsets taking place, but two teams that really at this point stand out, Western Washington and Seattle Pacific, both ranked in the top 25. But I think both of those have a chance to make some noise uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, in the, in the championships. Think, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think our teams kind of kind of get that, and they, you know, they look at the rankings. But uh, I think Ryan Looney put it um, well when he said you can't really look too far ahead or be concerned with other things coming in, uh, input from the outside like that, and get bogged down. And I think our teams um, really just focus on playing good quality basketball, and and that just shows each and every weekend uh, that that's what they're bought into, and that's what they're concerning themselves with. And you've got a team, Montana State Billings, playing well. Now, they had a tough game against Seattle Pacific this last week. Montana State's playing pretty well on the women's side. Yeah, over on the women's side, MSU Billings is really clicking right now. They've won eight in a row, um, and they're 11-0 and at home, looking really strong heading into the um, playoff picture here. Um, yeah, they just played well all season Bobby Knutson their their top player is just kind of kind of doing it all for them and they have a really strong supporting cast as well uh, which is kind of taking their game to the next level it's a fun time of the year we're really getting down to the nitty-gritty and basketball and uh, the spring sports are getting ready to get started it's fun hey Evan thank you so much we appreciate all the work you do and look forward to, to having you join us again next week all right we'll talk to you Tuesday Kevin Okay, thanks so much. Evan O'Kelly with us here on GNAC Insider, and we thank you so much for being with us. A couple of different ways you can listen. Tuesday nights, you can join us live at 7 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider, or you can listen by podcast or at GNACsports.com. Thanks for being with us. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday night. Good night. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider. Or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com. Or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook. Creating revenue streams with digital audio.